Yeah, we're back for another edition of the EDVC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman here with a post-Halloween podcast. Let's let's start with some domestic items first before right, we talk. Right. Before we entertain the masses with sports, let's start okay. on the domestic front. Sure. How was your Halloween, Brian? It was good. Um, the weather wasn't great, but the kids don't care. It was a little rainy, a little windy. Yeah. Around seven o'clock Thursday night, um, the rain just start, the wind just started kicking in out of nowhere. Yep. So uh, the like we brought umbrellas and all this stuff, and the umbrellas didn't help. It looked like you know they're just flying everywhere, and like it's we've been out here for an hour and a half. Time to go home. So yeah, but it was good. Kids liked it. The kids don't care. Yeah, the, uh, they're getting free stuff. They the, have a lot no of the complaints. adults are complaining and bitching about, oh, it's going to rain. That's why turnouts light. And like, we did an indoor event at one of the schools in our area that usually has an outdoor like trick or trunk where yep. like, the fire department, and the fire engines come by and they load up the trucks with candy. They moved all that stuff in the gym. It was awesome, nice and orderly, but a little quieter because people don't want to go out in the rain. Like, come on, grow up. Hey, did you hit your kids with the dad tax on the Halloween candy? What I call not it? too much, not too no. much. I tweeted this out or I put it on Facebook. Like, when like. The stuff I hated as a kid, mm. like I would now take, like when if somebody gave me a Hershey Special Dark when I was a kid, I would just like spit on the door, like you bastards. And now I'm like, oh, I'll take the Special Dark. I'll take, I'll take some of the the more refined candy if there is. So uh, I'm a Baby Ruth guy. If there's, yeah. a, if there's a baby, there's a baby, there's Baby Ruths in the newsroom right now. Right. I think I just had six of the mini ones. Six. Wow. I can't stop. They're yeah. so good. But they have some the mini ones. It wasn't a big the one. mini ones. The mini ones. Yeah. Is that another thing? Is that a thing too? In one area of our neighborhood, we went to one of the one of the other neighborhoods in our town, which yeah. is like really, its houses are like big houses, and they're all one on top of the other. Everything's flat. All the houses like into it, so that's like the in place on our in our area of town to go like trick or treat. It's like a two minute drive. You do have yep. to get in the car and drive. Then we come back to our neighborhood, and I went back because the dog was yapping. Nobody's at our house, so I went back to do my like. Okay, I went with you guys for a little while. Now I have to go hand out candy while you guys like hit our neighborhood. And my kids come back, and there's a street, like, two streets over, and my kids are telling me, Dad, they're giving us, like, just regular full-size candy bars. And they're not the mini ones. It's like, they're holding up, like, regular Snickers, regular Kit Kats. That's awesome. I'm like, what's going on around here? What are they complaining about? It was too heavy in the bag. We didn't have this when we were kids. When I grew up, there was someone in our neighborhood, and I think she still lives there, uh, that gave out full-size Hershey bars because she worked for one of the, I don't know, was, uh, what Hershey's or one of those right. companies. And she had like a forklift in the garage full, oh, at yeah. Halloween time. And she was handing out the bricks, I call them, the oh, yes. big Hershey bars. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't like Hershey bars, but that's fine. But. Uh, Hershey with almonds are delightful, but I don't like the plain Hershey ones. No. Just, but yeah, well, I, in my current my job a few years ago, we had Hershey's a client. And every time the Hollies would roll around. like My job not, a few years ago, I like that. All yeah, the well, jobs my, current, my current job, but like, <laughs> We had a client who used to be Hershey, and, or they're still Hershey's, not mm. a client anymore. And, like, you couldn't sell – once the candy in our warehouse got to, like, 60 days of expira- ex- expiring, you can't sell it, but you have to get rid of it. Yeah. I used to come home for about – there was a time for, like, a three-month period where I would come home with just, like, boxes of all this stuff. You couldn't give Healthy. it away. Healthy. Oh, yeah, yeah, we it's gave good. it away. We were very popular. But, yeah, it was just that – was, that's a tangent of, like – where are we getting these full-size candy bars from? Was That that wasn't a thing when we were kids. They gave us Smarties. <laughs> Smarties. Smarties? Hey, and circling back, I made fun of my mother for giving out crackers, and she was horrified that I talked about that on really? the podcast. And so she got even. She gave you crackers? No. <laughs> she, um, along with my brother and my cousin's husband, right. on the night before Halloween, right. TP'd my front yard. Really? My 60-something-year-old mother and my brother... And another guy TP'd my front yard. Wow, she really likes giving out crackers. Yes, wow. yes. She took that personally. She showed me. So yes, mom, and I told my mother this, and I know she'll listen to this. That I will get even. I won't tell her when or how, right. but 
Now she's got to worry about that. Now, after your wife cleaned up the mess. Yes. (laughs) It's still in my front lawn, by the way. I'm hoping the rain washes it away. Wow. I'm hoping the rain washes it away. No, we had a good Halloween. It's fun. Good thing about having kids, you know, our age, they're still into it. It's kind of fun. And it is an excuse to, like, um, eat bad candy. Although, my wife is on to me. John Pearson, your colleague here, sports director, Mm. was making fun. was offering me Whoppers, which I don't like. And my wife bought, but just every year my wife's buying bags of Whoppers because she knows I won't eat them. Smart. Smart. Pain. Um, The other thing I was going to mention was, oh, oh, Halloween, the best part was we didn't even have to hand out candy. Why is that? So the kids went out on their own. My wife and I got invited down to the neighbor's house. Right. So we put a bucket out in the front steps. Well, we do. Yep. And we went and had a few beers and some pizza with the neighbors. Great Halloween. Honor system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wish I had the doorbell cam to see what actually went down because it was all gone when I got home. Right. But, uh, yeah, we went and had a few drinks and uh, some pizza outside, sat in some lawn chairs. Perfect night. You did Halloween right. Good little night in the neighborhood. But All right. So there's our little domestic. There was a whole other domestic issue I wanted to get into you with about, you know, you got stuck in Target for eight hours the other day, but I think we should save that for a future podcast because you did tweet about your right. adventures well, uh, since yeah. you're a married man. And it's so true, by the way. It's it's also a little NFL-esque because I was, in lieu of sitting home and watching just a slate of horrible 1, a, 1 p.m. games this past Sunday, yeah. I decided I would go with the family to Target. But, yeah, we just another time. It's, it was a lot better than, I'm sure, than wa- actually watching the Jets and the Dolphins. All right, well, you segway. brought it up. Let's, yeah, segue. The transition. I, listen, I'm a Jets fan, but, again, I'm not, I've said this before. I'm not, I'm not a passionate and lose sleep. I was traveling yesterday. I was at the UConn women's basketball game, and I was at the UConn men's ice hockey game yesterday. So I didn't get to see a lot of this game. Oh my. I did watch it when I got back here because I had to cut the highlights. So I did watch it. I watched all the post game on SNY. Wow. I, I there, I just, you know what Adam Gaze is? He's a loser. Yeah, he is. He, he's a loser. He, he, I hate he, to be like that, but he's. You look at him, and it just—they have to get rid of him. He's a loser. It's hard to say that about somebody who's like. There's only 32 of these jobs in the world, and they're pretty damn hard to get. You and he's going to get paid, and he'll laugh at me get, for saying you it. You but. would think he'd have to be really good to get this, and maybe he's a good high school coach or college. Mm-hmm. But this is college coach, but this is unreal. And he'll make more money over the next three years than I'll ever, ever make in my life. And doing the Jets this. are still paying their last yes. coach not to and coach, and their last general manager, and their last general manager. It is a disaster. I really don't understand. Uh, what we're talking about is the Jets yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we're taping this on a Monday night, November 4th. Um, and the Jets yesterday lost to the previously winless Miami Dolphins, a Miami Dolphins team that's not even really trying to win. They're just trying to acquire draft picks and great, get a great draft position. And yet somehow the Jets managed to lose to this winless team, winless yeah. no more. And, 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 you know, the Jets defense, I heard about this Greg Williams guy who came, you know, I was excited when he got hired. That defense allows three straight touchdown drives against the Dolphins after the Jets score. I, I don't get the Greg how Williams is that? Thing. How is that possible? And Jamal Adams, who couldn't pipe down all week, couldn't could, stop talking. Couldn't stop talking. Right. And he wasn't ready to talk to the coach. Or he wasn't ready to talk to the general manager, but talk to the owner. Right. And things are good. He stunk yesterday. The whole defense stuck. How about right. one of those guys make a play? No, it's it just it, there's nothing bright about it. There's nothing bright. There's no bright spot. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, if I fired Adam Gase today, I'd hire Rich Kotite. That's how bad this is. I don't know is. how you don't fire him, but they'll probably let him. I mean, they it, won't. It feels unreal that it's – I always say the NFL season goes by so fast, but if you're a Jets fan, I'm not I'm not trying to make fun of the Jets. No, it I just understand. seems like I, I can't believe that they're, this season is only – they've got eight more games to go. How did they beat the Dallas Cowboys? I have and no I'm idea. not saying that to throw no. shade at you. No, I'm not. No, I, 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 I don't I, know. I, how how did that team do that? It's a fireable offense. If On the Cowboys' side, if they don't get deep into the playoffs, you can point to that and say, listen, 
that's why Jason Garrett, the head coach, would have to go. I would have fired him three years ago, but yeah. I'm not, nobody asks me. Yeah, no, that's unreal. It's unreal. I mean, that's a whole whole other thing. And, and, and this is supposed to be, you know, it's funny. I, I love it when, you know, what what <clears throat> whatever sport, I mean, I always tease you about the Mets stuff. They'll look at their schedule and say, hey, you know, we're playing so-and-so and so-and-so right. and so-and-so. This is a real easy part of the schedule. Well, don't you think those teams are saying that about you? Exactly, yeah. And you don't know what the easy part, you know, you never know the easy what if the easy teams are no. really that easy. So. But, I mean, what? The, and just Sam Darnold and, and Dan Orlovsky, the former UConn quarterback who does great work at ESPN, He's, had some great stuff yeah, he today. he does phenomenal work. On Twitter today, if, if you don't follow Dan or you're not in the biggest social media, but you're a Jets fan or a football fan, he does a great job of breaking down plays in layman's terms. Right. And he showed the Sam Darnold interception right before the end of the first half where he looks like he just threw the ball up for grabs. But he showed just how inept – the Jets' offensive line is, and the disaster. wide receivers. I mean, he was being chased down on a, a, a linebacker blitzed, and one of the offensive linemen didn't block anyone in the play. He stood there, and the the linebacker flew right by him after the quarterback, it's, and then Sam chucked it up in the air, which was awful. Which is a terrible play. And, said he was trying to throw it away, which I don't necessarily believe. In fairness, believe, the but, play before, and I'm not going to get into the whole NFL replay thing because it just makes me – it's just yeah. so hard if you're a fo- football fan or an NFL fan to watch this replay every week. They the Ryan it. Griffin touchdown. Uh, now this is a UConn kid. This former tight UConn yeah, tight end. He yeah. makes a great catch. Playing great for the Jets. Yeah, I mean they they it, he might have bobbled it a little bit. They overturned. They so they what, had been a touchdown. They overturned. It was a ridiculous overturn of this call. Ridiculous. Yeah. And the next play, so Jets ask, is exactly what happened. Darnold Mind me the Des play. Bryant play years ago yes. against the Green Bay. Yeah. My, it, it, look, it, it's simple. If you call, if you would have called it a touchdown in your backyard, call it a touchdown exactly. in the game. Don't if you and I and the it. were playing in the backyard, that Ryan Griffin, that Des Bryant, those are touchdowns. It's a Just, it, the technology, understand, is so great, and there you could really you know gone to the millisecond. But enough already. That's enough. enough. It, you're, you're you're legislating all the fun and the athleticism out of the game. Uh, you know, people are going to get on Darnold and say he's regressed, and he has, but yeah. I don't know. First of all, he's coming back from something. He had mono, and I don't know how you respond to going back in the football field I agree. with mono. I don't know what's in his head if he feels comfortable. Maybe he's scared to death of getting hit. I don't know. I'm not going to try and get into this young guy's head. Yeah. He's getting beat to hell every week back there. And because he has such a poor su- support system, he doesn't have the coaching he doesn't have the infrastructure. How do you grade this guy? Is he a bust, or is he just someone who they've got to salvage really quickly? And maybe that means they've got to. Uh, I mean, they've they've got to make. Hey, hey here's the biggest thing. If you're a Jets personnel director, uh, Joe Douglas, your GM, it, like you, everything you just said, and the Jets are sitting there one, two, or three again in the draft. What do you do? Are, are you picking a quarterback if you love a quarterback? I don't think you can, but. At the same point, I mean, Darnold does not look good. I mean, you only get so many cracks at the top of the draft to get a quarterback. That's why I'd say this: these last eight games are important for the kid. But if you keep Gase there with that coaching, which it's is awful. how do you? I don't know how he gets better. I, uh, I this is um. There's such even a, Mets fans are like pitting the Jets right now. There's such a, like it's almost like there's a stench around the franchise, and you yeah. got to throw no, him. No, that's out. just the metal ends. Have you been, yes, yeah, yes, I've driven there? by yeah. several times. Yeah, yeah, but if you just open the windows out there at where they at their facility there, right? It just you got it. You got it. They won't do it because they're the Jets, and the owner's stubborn. He's an idiot, Christopher Johnson. But it's it's time to make the change, and I can't believe we're spending so much time I on know. the Jets again. It's Sorry. Just, I know, I know, but let's we can talk about that for twenty five minutes, but we won't. I, I could, yeah. yeah. The the game last night, Patriots, Baltimore Ravens, right? Uh, I, I loved watching. I watched almost every play of the game. Was here at, at the TV station right, watching yeah. it. Uh, the turning point of the game was the Julian Edelman 
fumble on a pass where they ran it back 70 yards for the touchdown. Right. But I th- if that play didn't happen, the Patriots win that game. Probably. Down 17-13, they're driving. They score a touchdown there. I, I think they might win that game. I'm not sure I'm ready to say that. I, I took away a couple things from this yeah. game. You might be right about that. But we also talked about, we've been talking about since the beginning of the NFL season about the Pats and not schedule. having a hard a schedule. And this yeah. is the first time this, the, the, the competition really stepped up. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is more about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, their young quarterback. He plays unlike any other quarterback in the NFL. I love what the Ravens did. There are so many NFL teams that would say this guy is not the conventional passer, pocket passer. I'm not sure we're going to spend a high peck on him. The Ravens said we're going to draft him. We're going to find out what he does well. And we're going to build everything around his strengths and build a football team. And they play a different style of offense, but it works. And it's, I think it's fun to watch. And I, don't, I don't know if, you know. I agree 100%. And the thing I, I just realized last night, because why would I know this uh, other than listening to the broadcast, but the offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, right. was the offensive coordinator. We're getting really inside inside baseball. Indulge us for our inside yes, baseball for yes. a minute. But the, Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator for the Colin Kaepernick-led San Francisco say, 49ers the, the and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. So you think about it, put all the Colin Kaepernick stuff aside, you know, off the field. Right. But when that team was clicking, right. very Lamar Jackson-esque, right. when Jim, we know they went to, lost the Super Bowl to the Ravens, whatever year that Ravens, was, I forget. Yep. And they're kind of having that offensive coordinator who called all those plays for Kaepernick and now doing the same thing yeah. with Jackson. Talk about a great fit. And Baltimore. Talk about, like you just mentioned, the, you go from Joe Flacco Yep. Who's the, your standard like can't move statue quarterback in Baltimore? He won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. He did. Made they the get throws. rid of Joe Flacco. They move on. They yep. go in a whole different direction with this kid. and It's fun to watch. I love it. So you're talking about the Patriots schedule. Yeah. I just have to look it up. So they beat the Steelers thirty-three to three. Right. Dolphins forty-three nothing. Beat the Jets thirty to fourteen. Right. Close game against the Bills, 16-10. Bills have a good defense. Pats have a good defense. Correct. Rolled over the Redskins. Rolled over the Giants. Rolled over the Jets again. And beat the Browns by two touchdowns, and then they lose. So they're going through the stretch now. They got the Eagles coming up. They're on a bye this coming week. So are the Eagles? Yep. So Eagles at so they're playing at the Eagles four o'clock next on the seventeenth. Two weeks. Yep. Cowboys after that at Houston, and then the Chiefs and they're in their building, and then they go back to Cincinnati Bills and the rest of the. And you would Dolphins. think that Pat Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs' outstanding quarterback, has been out with an injury. You would expect him to be back. By the time that game rolls around, I think. I mean, he could be back next week. Who he knows? Could be. And you made it with another great tweet by you on social media talking about the of Kansas course. City quarterback that they have now, right? Who was sitting home Matt watching Moore. TV. I love Matt Moore. It was he on the? He was on Miami. So Miami point. for several years. Yeah. And so he's coming in. I mean, Andy Reid runs such a quarterback-friendly offense. Talk about a quarterback whisperer that right. they call that's Adam Gase. Right, that's a quarterback Gase. whisperer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does a great, great you know, thing. He, he made Alex Smith look good for a few years. He did. He did. I know Matt Moore because Matt Moore was an undrafted free agent who was not – he didn't get drafted out of college out of Oregon State. Who was, yeah. He signed as an undrafted free agent with the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, and a really good it pre- always comes back to the Cowboys. Had a really good preseason with them. Yep. They waived him because they thought they could get him through waivers and try and get him on the practice squad. Didn't nope, nope, didn't happen. And you mentioned the Chiefs. They won yesterday. Uh, yes. Did you get a chance to catch it? That was a cool game. I liked, I saw a lot of the, the second half of that game. That I love when they game. broke out the speed of uh, Tyreek Tyree Hill, Hill chasing down his running back. 22 miles an hour. Almost 23, yeah. That's yeah, insane. That was crazy. And that technology, by the way, uh, the UConn football team, and a lot of teams do this now, 
they showed it to us a couple, John and I, a couple uh, about a month ago. Right. How you, how they track the speed, and one of their players was running like a 22 miles an hour during a game. What happened to just chiming a guy in the 40? <laughs> I know exactly. Now we're getting an MPHs. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, my goodness. What were your other takeaways from football this weekend? You had some interesting information you sent me. What was it uh, about the league? All 11 home games yesterday? All, all 11 home teams won Doing yesterday. a lot of work on weekends. I mean, yeah. you hate your family that much where you're, you're taking all this was, time. Yeah, a you little know? bit. That was, you know what? Enough already. Uh, we had we had great Halloween. The kids wanted a break from me. Yeah, um, no, I thought yeah, so that was unusual. Um, yep. A lot. I still think there's a lot of bad football, a lot of bad quarterbacks. It's just uh, the Bengals. So the Bengals are now the only winless team. The Bengals in the football, are now the correct? only winless team. They were off yesterday on a buy. This week on a buy. The 49ers are the only undefeated team now. They were on a buy. So are they? I real? just I hope know. we don't have a 49ers uh, Patriots. You don't want Jimmy G. Uh, he will get Belichick Brady. will destroy him. Yeah, I know. He will destroy him. I, I, You're I, right. I, and how about Belichick we, after we, the game? We last saw this night? last year when like the high the high flying LA Rams offense and Jared Goff and then Jared Goff got undressed and national neutered. Uh, yeah, neutered. Yeah. yeah, neutered by the Belichick. I'm sorry to interrupt and, you, Belichick. And, and, you know, just that I, I'm still the Patriots made such great adjustments in that game last night. I mean, the first I mean it was 17 nothing before right. you sat down. Exactly. You know, the opening drive they went right down the field. Then he made adjustments. I think maybe it was Steve Belichick who made the adjustments. Uh, I yeah. mean, was that did it annoy you as much as it annoyed me when they showed his kid on the sidelines? With yeah. The board in his hand that's only the second most thing that i found annoying about like people being showcased for non-game related reasons that's a really long sentence and i'll get back to that yeah but yeah and that's the other thing if they played as well as the ravens looked last night against the patriots if they beat in the playoffs which i think they very well could you know that belichick being the evil genius that he is yeah he'll have something all prepared for that he's going to counter whatever they did last night with the ravens did so it'll be on the ravens to be ready to just and the Ravens, by the way, are now seven and seven and two, seven and two, eight and one, seven, eight and one. Comfortable seven lead in the AFC North because the AFC North is stinks, garbage. Bengals. Speaking know. of the AFC North yeah. and people, I'm tired of seeing um, the Brown, the Cleveland Browns again lost yesterday to somebody named Brandon Allen and the Denver Broncos. Brandon Allen is not. Uh, I guess he's a quarterback. I've never heard of him, but he was playing quarterback for the Broncos. They lost Odell Beckham, the former New York Giants, now on the Cleveland Browns. Made a great catch in the game and a great spin Yeah, that's great. But can we stop doing this? Because they did this again during that game. And I wasn't watching this game. It was on on red zone. Can we please stop? If you're a producer of an NFL game, can we stop showing the highlights before the game of OBJ on on with his headphones and his shorts in warm-ups making one-handed catches? We've been seeing this for four years. He hasn't done anything in a real game of meaning in three years. Please stop showing him with the stupid one-handed catches. Yeah, it's awful. Enough. I don't want to see it anymore. It means nothing. And like I said, the biggest game in his life, he dropped three passes. Yeah, yeah. You, using both hands, he had trouble in a game that actually mattered. So he I is, just, he, I, I've said I it. He, it. He would rather Stop look it. good and lose. Yep. He, that's, the Giants were so stupid signing him to that contract. Right. They should have They should have traded him two years ago. Two years ago, they should have cut Eli two years ago, traded him two yes. years ago. Think about where they'd be. They'd have $67 I was million dunce. dollars. I was, I, I was totally wrong. I was happy to see him get traded because I didn't want to – Although now I don't know why I'd be division. afraid of him. Yeah. Wanted him to get out of the division, get out, and he actually went out of the conference. I was like, you know, I know he's a pain in the butt, but I thought the Giants were kind of dumb for trading him because it's it's they ta- had to eat so much it's money. It's talent, and yeah. you just you can't. It's so hard to replicate to replace talent of that right. level. I was dead wrong yep. because you're right. He'd rather look good than play good. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And enough well, of these prima donna wide receivers. The Anto- look, yeah, they're great athletes. Play, yeah, you know what? Antonio Brown's sitting home right now. Look pretty. 
in Cleveland, but yeah, I mean, and you're going to win nothing. Your team's two and six. Yep. You've never, he's never been on a winning team. And, and as much as year. Michael Irvin was a, I loved Michael Irvin at Miami. He was one of the biggest prima donnas in the world, but that guy caught the ball and was a key player in those championship right. and, teams. But you know what? And here's the difference. If you hear, if you talk to a Troy Aikman, or maybe if you talk to one of those guys from Miami, but I'll, especially Troy Aikman, he'll tell you there was never, nobody, nobody, this goes back to Jason Garrett when he was a third-string quarterback, and Michael Irvin made him stay out on the practice field and just work with him hour and hour and hours after everyone left, just throwing all routes and passes. Nobody worked harder than Michael Irvin. Yeah, I don't think I don't feel that I'm not getting that vibe off of OBJ. No, and then yesterday they showed a, what was it? I, I was reading some of that. There's what four minutes to go in the game. They're down five or whatever, and OBJ's on one side of the field and. Baker Mayfield with his mustaches on the other side of the field, and someone made the point: Shouldn't they be standing next to her? Like, hey, we're going to get the ball back. No, we're down no. five. What can we do differently? What are you seeing out there? And I know they showed on ESPN this morning a play where Beckham was wide open on a fourth down. Right, play, the fourth down play. Up. He threw it to Jarvis. He threw it. Uh, Baker threw it to the other receiver, Jarvis Landry, who had like two guys on top of him. He was double. It was just a mess. Adam Gase, Freddie Kitchens, two guys that maybe one and done in the NFL. I would hope so. I mean, you you root for those fans, you certainly hope so. Hey, we gotta we gotta do something here, Brian. Yeah. Forget. We have a little uh, commercial you need to read for for the EDBC podcast, so please do us this favor and listen to these words that Brian carefully, carefully cultivated and put together in this spot. The former producer here at News 8 wrote this this spot that we have to read in our spot, so please take the time. Then we're going to get into a little little Carlos Beltran talk. Go ahead. All right, but first, let's talk about Buzzsprout. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun... To have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a lot more. Buzzsprout has tons of guys, guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. We use Buzzsprout. We use it for the EDBC podcast. We love it. It's fantastic. It it's is. easy. I don't know how it works. You do all that stuff. Yeah, I do all that. That's okay. You do the important stuff. Um, You you know, you... Broadcast truth. Correct. We haven't haven't defined what that is yet. (laughs) So, but follow the link in the show notes notes that you'll see during this... In this week's episode. Yep. Let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you can get an Amazon gift card worth $20 if you sign up for a paid Buzzsprout Buzzsprout plan. 20 bucks. Yeah, and this helps to support our show, your favorite broadcast, EDBC podcast. So just follow the link this week on the show notes and sign up today. All right. Good job. Good read. Good oh, live thank you very read. much. Terrific. All right. Let's uh, talk about some news today. We've joked about it for weeks, but right. the New York Mets have hired a manager. It is November. Yes. Daylight savings time is g- saving time is gone. It's yes. dark out now, but are the bright days ahead for the New York Mets? <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> Probably not. Did you write that down? Yeah, I did. I, 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 what I do you think? It. Carlos Beltran. Okay, let's not let's just go over the like the whole Beltran. Beltran, yes. I, John Miller. Don't do John Miller. I love that. Carlos Beltran. Belt, please don't do John Miller. What do you think? Listen, you know I wanted Joe Girardi yep. because I liked the fact that he used to be a manager in New York City with the Yankees and he won a World Series and I thought they needed a grown up in the room. It was they were never hiring Joe Girardi. This would be my second I guess my my consolation prize. Yeah. I, I they were not going to hire a manager with experience. So here's what I like with Carlos Beltran that that what he has going for him. He is a New York City guy. He played in the, uh, New York City for several years. Mm-hmm. He knows the media. He gets along well. With the Didn't media. always talk a lot though. 
But that stuff does matter, especially in this day and age. I mean, yeah. they don't let the, the managers aren't allowed to do the lineup cards as much anymore. So that what's those things that used to be thought as being peripheral in terms like handling the media, yeah. that's a big deal. You know that. You've talked yeah, to some yeah, of these yeah. guys. So I think that's a good fit there. He's young. He's not that far. Well, he's bilingual, which he's helps bilingual. in this day and age. That's certainly true. Um, he's not that far removed from the game. So you think he can relate to some of these guys because it's they have a lot of young talent on that team. See, a lot of young, you know, a lot of young guys in that clubhouse. So I'm trying to remain optimistic about it. Um, everything you hear, and I think maybe you, maybe you might even know this from hanging around from your time with the Yankees. He was very well thought of, apparently, in well, the Yankee organization. Terms supposedly, Brian Cashman really raved about baseball. him. Really, raved about him. Really bright baseball yeah. mind was the. I guess one of the, the Yankee uh, pitchers was tipping his pitches. James Paxton, Beltran right. noticed it. Told Cashman, like, look, if I was a hitter, every time he does this, he's going to throw that. Right. They they talked to, to Paxton about it, and Paxton, oh, my God, I didn't realize I was doing it. Yikes. So just a little thing, a student of the game. And the one thing I will say, he does bring credibility and respect into the locker he room does. because he's not too far removed from the game, and people right. know who he is. And when he walks in that clubhouse, people say, oh, and, and maybe listen to what he says a little more creed. He's got a little bit, yeah, he's got a little bit of an aura, I mean, a little bit of a presence about him. The um, one thing I will say that's kind of funny, just comparing the two New York managers, both both had no experience, right. Boone and, uh, and Beltran. But it's funny, Yankee fans remember Boone as a player. Right. For one moment. Yes. Uh, no, listen, Boone was a very average player. I mean, better than average. He was a decent player. He but he had that huge home run off of uh, Tim Wakefield in the 11th inning of the Game 7 of the ALCS in right. 2003. One but back. as a Mets fan, unfairly, by the way, what yes. do you remember Carlos Beltran for as a player? Maybe not you specifically, but a, the, a majority yeah, of it. And, again, I'm not saying this to break Looking stones, at but. call strike three to end yes. game seven of the 2006 NLCS. Which is when, not fair. When they were heavily favored to beat the St. Louis And he was Cardinals. great in the whole postseason except for that fin- one at bat. Yeah, he was great in the postseason. Adam Wainwright throws him a hook. He looks at it, and the season's it over. It was a filthy pitch. Yeah, filthy. It was an awesome pitch. And, and I, I sort of hate I, I hate that for him because – He's one of my favorite play- players to watch. Um, I've been watching, ba- you know, I'm like you. I've been watching ba- baseball ever since I was a little kid. Maybe less more, less so than I did years and years ago. Yeah. But I always say that the greatest defensive center fielder I ever saw was Andrew Jones, who's played for the Atlanta Braves. The smoothest center fielder, the guy who looks like he was just ice out there on ice skates, skating on ice, was Carlos Beltran. And the dude. The, the dude would just, he just collided. Here's a better one I think of, too. Uh, Gary just, Pettis. Remember him back oh, in the day? Oh, Gary Pettis. Wow. Now you're going old that? school. Yeah. Uh, my, one of Omar Marino. Those are one of five main oh, favorites. Yeah, sure, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, um, Mickey Rivers. I mean, Mickey come on. Mick the Quick Rivers. out there. Mickey Rivers, uh, who was a great line, I believe. Reggie Jackson said, I have an IQ of 130. And Mickey, Mickey Rivers' response was, what's that, out of 1,000? <laughs> and also a great Mickey Rivers story when Goose Gossage first came to the Yankees in 78. Couldn't get anybody out. I remember. And I the know. Yankees yeah. used to come in the bullpen car back in those days. Oh, those are the so days. Gossage gets in the bullpen car to come in, and Mickey Rivers jumps on the hood of the car and says, no, no, don't bring him in. See, now, can you imagine something? What that would be Social media would explode. There would be, be awesome. so many horrible, oh. hot ESPN takes. Oh, it would be oh. awesome. Those were the good old days for My sure. Goodness. But listen, I thought of you when they hired Beltran. I was like, I wonder what Brian thinks about this, and I didn't ask you about it because I wanted to get it you right just, here. You just wanted the raw emotion right here. I did. So yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. And Brody did. Did Brody Van Wagenen, the Mets general manager, take a? Did he take a, a a little bit of a shot at Girardi today when he said something along the lines of, you know, uh, we wanted to go in the manager's office and and not have feel, to yeah. exhale or be worried that we weren't be wouldn't be welcomed Think, warmly. Yeah. 
I would say let you shut go. up. Just stay out of the. You know what? Just stay out of the manager's office. Just shut Just up. Stay out of the manager's office. I mean, really? Yeah, you don't belong in there. Go away. I mean, I know it's a different world, but but don't don't say something like yeah. that. We want to be welcomed with open arms. Come it's, on. You know what, man? It's it's the nature of baseball. Alex Cora uh, had posted an article. Uh, New York Post this Sunday about Alex Cora, yep. the Red Sox manager, raving about Beltran. Apparently, they grew up together. And hey, listen, if that's you can go, if that's what you're hoping for. Like Alex Cora came right up, young guy, no real managerial experience, not that far removed from a player. Was a bench coach for the Astros. Yep. Okay, there you go. But here's the thing, though, Brian, the Mets aren't going to win more games if they don't fix the bullpen. Well, they're, and true. they're going to lose people this year. They're yes, going. They they're going to lose. Zach Wheeler's not coming back. It doesn't matter because they won't spend the money. They're not going to go out and get a big free agent. Uh, they do window. spend money, but and by the uh, way, Brody uh, said uh, we can get. Uh, we, Brody said we can go get any free agent we want right now. By the he way, he then also said that they have excellent third base options. <laughs> and when I'm like, <laughs> Jeff please McNe- go get Jeff Anthony McNeil's Rando, a great player. He's a great player. I Washington get. Nationals third base, but let's had not. An amazing yeah. postseason. Let's not. Let's not compare those two, please, Brody. Don't. We're, and in uh, the left fielder slash infielder there, who was a great acquisition. His name is escaping right now for the Mets. Tom Smith? No, no, the other guy. Oh, uh, J.D. Davis. J.D. Davis, J.D. Davis who is a butcher phenomenal. defensively. Well, he yeah, is not, but don't say J.D. Davis. I mean, Anthony Rendon's the guy. Go, of go get him. Is. Of course You know, is. go get him. And, but when he ever says, oh, we can go out and get it. We're, financially, we're flexible enough to go get any free agent we want Oh, right that's now. now, that might be true. You know, I, I got one for you, though. I, I can win the lottery, too. Here's but a, I don't think I will. If I'm the Mets, fix your bullpen. Yes. Dellen Batances. Free agent. Yeah, I, Perf- he will. Be, he yeah. said he's healthy. He he said he'll do his normal baseball activities. I just read this today. December will be his normal baseball activities. He's a free agent. The Yankees. Yeah, I know. I I have a feeling maybe he would like to go back to the Yankees. But if you're the Mets, when he is on, he is a big time. But when was the last time he was on? He had a great year. All right, great year last year. I'm not feeling it, but I guess you know what? I, who might have? Who, who might have? To, to Especially because you probably get him for one year because it's a show-me contract. Just listen, thinking about the Mets' bullpen leaves me babbling. Like, what should they do? Listen, I, uh, you got a new I, manager, uh, optimism, uh, uh, but they do need to make some fixes. I mean, look, they won 86 games. Is Jacob deGrom going to have the same year he had the past two years again next year? Is Pete Alonso going to hit 50 Wait, home Jacob runs again? Is Jacob deGrom maybe going to maybe win three straight Cy Youngs? Because I think he's probably going to win. He this should year. win this. Uh, no, Young. he probably won't. Will Pete Alonso hit 53 home run runs? No, he probably won't. But then you think, well. But you had those outrageous years this year. Yep. So maybe you have. And you won 86 games. Maybe you get. Um, so maybe somebody else steps up. So that's what you have to. I mean, Michael on. Conforto's another year closer to free agency. Okay. What, 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 all right. I don't want to Juan Lagares, you guys let go. I mean, that was. Juan Lagares. Oh, my God. Geez. So can we talk about the Yankees or something? No, we're not talking about anything. Well, listen. Next time we're here, maybe the Mets will announce their bench bench coach. We'll talk about pitching. Oh, coach. we're gonna announce so, them. We're gonna talk about the Mets. Bench Terry coach. Collins, by the way, they can't bring back their fired manager. To I don't come care back. who's the bench coach. Wouldn't that I, be I, weird? Y- yes, of course it would be weird. But I mean, so Terry Collins managed the Mets before Mickey Calloway, and now there was talk that he wants to mentor Carlos Beltran. Beltran. And uh, there was talk that he could be the bench coach. So you go from being the Mets manager, took him to the World Series, and then three years later you're back as their if bench coach. If he wants coach. to be the bench coach, and they want to be the bench coach. And more power to him. Good for Fine. Terry for Have agreeing to do the bench that. Coach. Don Zimmer was the bench coach for Joe Torre. He was. For 37 years. Yep, he was. Right, for 37 years. All right, or so maybe less than 37 years. We're taping this. It's, a little, it's 7.30 on a Monday night. Final thing here, Cowboys, Giants, we didn't touch on that. They play tonight. Right. We'll talk about that uh, next week. Maybe we'll do something midweek. How about that? That would be fun. That would be delightful. Uh, what, what's your feeling tonight about your team? Uh, you the know, Cowboys. I, I don't like these 
I'm, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. These are the, the little gimme games I don't like because that's when they played out in the opposition. Uh, they had a gimme game a few weeks ago up here at uh, MetLife Stadium, and it was against the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go really well. Yep. It, it went poorly. So let's see. And Danny Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, I hate that Awful. nickname. I hate Awful. that nickname. Terrible. He's got a little spunk to him, so I, I, he's sort of – He's struggling, but he's got two or three beautiful throws in him every week, every game. So we'll see. I uh, I think the Cowboys should win, but Cowboys secondary a little. But little Cowboys weak. second has been secondary has been pretty good for the most part. They don't pick off passes because they never turn around and look at the ball. Um, but they've been pretty. Uh, Byron Jones, ex UConn guy, mm-hmm. having another great year. Was all, uh, Pro Bowl last year, playing well again this year. But they we'll got to pressure Jones. The defensive line's got to get the Jones. Yeah, they and uh, they, knocked, they, the they knocked the. Uh, they kicked the tires on who's the guy the Jets just traded to the Giants? Leonard Williams. Yes. The Cowboys kicked the tires on him. Decided and, the price was too and high. And Adams from the Jets. Yep. Um, so they went and uh, got Michael Bennett uh, for a seventh round pick for the Pats. So let's see if that helps with the pass rush. Yeah. But I'm playing sure out of people... position with the Patriots, so you probably will play well with. The, yeah, we'll with see. The so, uh, but uh... well, good luck. I know you're you're dying to get home and go put on your Cowboys jammies. You don't want to do more Cowboys analysis? Cause uh, I know, because I know you want to go watch it. It's right, kickoffs exactly. in 45 okay, yes. minutes. But we will talk about it. put your Cowboy jammies on. Oh, have the wife make you your little nachos or whatever. You go downstairs. Oh, and I walk. wish the wife <laughs> making nachos. What now, are going... you sit downstairs by yourself in like a little man cave type yeah, thing? Yeah, I will. To get away. The, the, so the wife and kids know to leave daddy alone tonight. Well, yeah, plus it's a school night. So actually, no, it's not a school night. You know why it's not a school election night? Election tomorrow. It's election night here. Election Eve here in Connecticut. We should come back tomorrow because there'll be free pizza here at News. Yeah, Eve. if you for folks, the newsrooms on election night are great because there's a lot of free pizza. And maybe one of those big salads. Yeah, yeah big salad. <laughs> yeah. Big salad. All right, where can we get this podcast? We had a spot earlier, but tell us again where we can get this. Yeah, if you listen to this for the first time tonight and you want to subscribe or you think your friends Because you're like, hooked. And you, or you think your family and friends would like it, and of course they would. Otherwise, they wouldn't be your friends. Uh, check us out on Apple, I, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, any place that you could find your pod, your favorite podcast. It's the EDBC podcast. So search ED slash BC podcast. The slash is the really important part. Awesome. We put we put a lot of thir- thought into that slash. I can't wait to do this again next week. Yeah. Okay. Go uh, Cowboys, right? Sure. Let's you, go with that. What's? Give me a final score so I can throw it in your face next time. 27-14. Giants? Cowboys. 27-14. You heard it here, folks. Very quietly. Join us again next week for another edition of the EDBC Podcast. Brian, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Say goodbye. See you.